Welcome to another episode of the Bears Review. I am your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Hey there, NFC champs! No, well, that's already off to NFC North champs. Already off the, I mean... NFC North champs. We're all you know happy, where I was going. but... You know where I was going. I was so excited. I wanted to... It's NFC North champs. NFC North champs from worst to First... first. Worst to first, man. That's uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I did say that we'd have ten wins on the year. I got that part right. I also said though that we would have six losses, and I think I'm going to be wrong on that. Yeah, but I- you know, let's just soak this in. Yeah. Okay, this is monumental. First time in eight years. First season we start this podcast. First, uh, I mean, it's a it's first all around. First time Mitchell Trubisky's going to the playoffs. First first year, first time head coach Matt Nagy going to the playoffs. The first time the Bears has had someone win. The first let me let me rephrase this because there's a lot of firsts going on here. The first <laughs> time I had this is the only head coach other than George Hallis. That's the George Simon Hallis. That's what the initials stand for on the side of your jerseys. First time since him a coach has had in their first season 10 or more wins. I mean, this is big. And it is so sweet. You know what? I'm going to claim the uh, glory in this. I think after the loss to, uh, God, who did... Who do we lose to? We lost to the. I. I'm almost. I. I'm just. I'm flustered right now because I'm so happy with news, but the uh, last couple of uh, weeks I kind of went off there and went on a rant, and I. Uh, I got clipped by saying I want to annihilate every team from here on out, and that was the. That was the Giants. It's all coming back to me now, and I. You know. I think the war cry worked. I. I liked your war cry. You weren't going to take it anymore. No, well, as well as we shouldn't. But here is the thing. All the buts, ifs, ands. Listen, this is the first time we've had a division title since 2010. It's eight years, guys. We haven't been in the playoffs eight years. Yeah, feeling pretty good. We're going to have a home field. We're going to play at least one in Soldier Field. We will talk about the possibilities at the end of the podcast of maybe us not playing the wild card week. We don't know. We are recording this on a Monday, and the uh, the Eagles did upset the Rams. We will get into all that at the end. But first, it's time to bask in the suffering of the Packers. Oh, can you feel the basking rays? You know, Calm down. I'm not going to say the tables are turning, and I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, this is a new era. I'm not jumping that gun yet. We still lost to them in Lambeau. What I am going to say is it doesn't matter because we're living in the now, and the now is feeling pretty damn good. Like like I told a Packer fan earlier last week, you bring the history, we'll bring our current defense. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, it felt... It felt good, man. It did. I mean, you know what's weird, though? If you talk to anyone else around the league, like the around the league, I act like I'm an executive. <laughs> Not around the league, but any, if you talk to, like I talk to my friends. I got friends all over the place. I got friends in Texas. I got friends in Seattle. You know, I got friends in Ohio. They're all over the place. You know, they're, they're scattered. And everyone called me up and said, hey, man, you guys got this, hands down. But as you know... Aaron Rodgers was 16 and 4 until this game against us. And I think two of those wins that are two of those losses he suffered, he got injured. He's been a pain in our side just like Brett Favre. Let's so fa- let's face it, he's owned us. He's owned us throughout his in- entire and career. S- and so has Favre, and yeah. that's why it's yep. been so hard to watch and participate in an ass whooping every single year. Yeah. Yeah. But this year even though we had that defense, did you come in? Were you a little like, uh, I don't know? 
Yeah, I was be- just because, you know, when when the quarterbacks, Packer quarterbacks have owned us, and whenever we face a Packer quarterback, you always have that feeling that somehow the shoe's going to drop any minute, don't you? I mean, it's the other shoe's going to drop, and you're going to find yourself in a situation that you've seen before, and you're like, oh, no, I don't want to go there again. Even though I love our D. I love what was happening. But there was always this foreboding, this feeling of, oh, God, I hope, we, I hope nothing happens, et cetera, et cetera. It was, it was a great game. No, I, I, I agree completely, but I was on edge the whole game. Yeah. When they tied it up 14-14, I was on edge. So let's go into the game a little bit. Let's talk about what's going on here. Uh, wow. Defense. Hats off. I mean, <laughs> defense was rocking, rolling, and reeling. Uh, hats off. Let, let's just start with hats off to people. Um, offense played great. Trubisky actually d- dialed in. Um, he's given me a little more hope for the playoffs. We're still going to have to rely on our our, uh, our defense, but you know he played outstanding, man. He was yeah. he he played good. We'll talk about that, and we'll get to the offense. Let's let's just start with the defense because we're all ready for the defense, man. Yeah. Five five sacks and then the interception. Yes, but it might have cost us a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can say more about that, but. It, yeah, say a little bit more because I I think I think that was a heck of a play. I'm gonna say it cost us in the aspect of we Eddie Jackson got injured on the play and yeah. that's huge. That hurts. Um, but you were telling me before the podcast started that it, it's just an ankle sprain. Yeah, early reports. Um, and of course, you know we don't have the inside scoop with with the Bears medical staff or anything like that. We're 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 just two guys having fun, and um. You know, the thing is, uh, if it's an ankle sprain, it's not a high ankle sprain. Uh, I, I think we could have him back for the playoffs. It sounds promising. Uh, no promises. Now, the interception, though, that's the bad. The good is Aaron Rodgers, until that point, had 402 pass attempts without a single interception, but yet... It comes against the Bears. It comes in Chicago. And it comes on the verge of us sealing up the NFC North title. Does it get any better than that? That was an NFL record until that point. That's like drinking a cold, frosty beer on a really hot day. It's like drinking a lot of cold, frosty beers on a, and without experiencing any hangover the next morning. That's how sweet that was. You know what that reminded me of, though? What's that? That play. We also, and go back in the record books, but we've also shut out Brett Favre at home at Lambeau, and I remember that game, and that's the only time in his career he was shut out at home, and we own that, too. So we might get our asses whooped by these mother mothers a time or two. But I'll tell you what, when the time counts and when it really hurts, we know how to stick the dagger and just give it a little twist. Yeah. And that's what we did on there. I knew that. But you know what? I don't say this a lot, but I am a fan of the Bears, obviously. But you know how you got to tip your cap to Aaron Rodgers. That was unbelievable, man. 402. That's that. That's a hell of a record. I'm glad he waited to play the Bears to break it, though. Yeah, yeah, me too. He had a horrible game. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers' game. That's how well our defense did. Aaron Rodgers was 25 for 42 for only 274 yards. He only averaged 6.5 yards. His quarterback rating, oh, he also had that interception we talked about. But his QBR was 41.5. Yeah, but the key is how many times was he pressured that game? We had pressure on him constantly. He was rolling out of the pocket. He was just pressured in and out and in and out. And, you know, um, the Mac attack showed up. The Mac the Mac attack and his back showed up. Yeah, absolutely. He got a half sack by plowing through the tackle, turning his back, and taking Rodgers down. It wasn't all him. He got half a sack for that. But, you know, It was still. pretty sweet to watch. And, you know, and Rodgers went down five times. Really? Yeah, we sacked okay. him five times. Mac had two and a half, man. Two and a half sacks. I mean, here's a fun fact for you. 
ladies and gentlemen, Khalil Mack now has 12 and a half sacks on the year. The Oakland Raiders' entire defense on the year has 11, which means <laughs> Khalil Mack has more than the entire Oakland team, and he's missed two games this year. I'd like to do a shout-out to John Gruden. Thank you very Thank much. You. The gift that you gave keeps on giving, especially around the holiday it, season. You know, it's going to be a close one for Coach of the Year. I, it's going to be between uh, Gruden and Matt Nagy, and I think Gruden might edge him out a little bit. <laughs> you think so? I think we might just hand the award to him for you know, letting us have the the beast that is Khalil Mack. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to find a good edge rusher these days. <laughs> yeah, you're quoting John Gruden. I mean, that's unreal what he said there. But yeah, another big game. Um, Floyd played excellent. Floyd came up with two sacks also. Okay, we need to talk about this. You were a little hard on him, but man, he was really hindered by that cast he, earlier in the year. He was, and I and you know, I, I was hard on him because I love my Bears. I, I expect a lot out of the Bears now players. You don't have to apologize and, for being and, hard uh, on him. I was hard on him. And and he, and I tell you what, I gotta give him kudos, man. He has stepped up to the plate big time. If you watch him, he's not he's been involved not only on pressures. But he's constantly in there. Even in the run game, he has stepped up his play. Yeah, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get your back on this. You don't need to apologize. He played like shit in the beginning of the year. That's all there is to it. But he's stepped up since. You know, you give credit where credit's due. We're we're kind of an if you've been listening the whole year, you understand that we are an edgier podcast. Okay. I don't want to be this cookie cutter. Like, you know what drives me nuts on ESPN and stuff? These people sit there. They know what's wrong, but they give you the, the political response. Like, well, it's because of his cast. When that comes off, it's better. No, I like what you did. You called him out. He sucked. And now look at him. He's back, yeah. and we're giving credit where credit's due. Yeah, he unsucketh now. <laughs> he unsucketh now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that, so we're just going to move on. Um. Listen, one of the the, the most surprise we 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 keep tooting the horn on Khalil, and that's fine because he's a beast. He deserves the two toot toot. You know, there's there's another guy we keep talking about a lot, and it's because he keeps showing up time and time again. It's amazing. I can't believe he's a rookie. It's Roquan Smith. Yeah, ten tackles again led the team. Seven solo. That guy is all over the field. Sometimes I think there are two of him. He is everywhere. He is running down plays. He is putting himself in position time and time again to make big, big plays for us. I, listen, the, the most exciting thing about being a Bears fan right now is not only do we have great players on defense, but this team is playing like a total unit. Everyone has been involved in this. Akeem Hicks, I mean, my goodness, I mean, these guys are are blocking, stopping the run, putting pressure on the quarterback. It's just been a fantastic thing to watch. It, it was really good. Um, I, every, honestly, this whole team showed up today. They 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 showed up. They played well, but the defense just shines for us again. Yeah. Uh, with Callahan out, I thought I don't know about you know with McManus. I have no idea. I don't know how that's going to work. I, I got to be. He stepped up. Yeah, he did. He McMahon has stepped up. He he, he got picked yeah. on a little bit, yeah. but Prince of Mukamara got picked on a little more. But, you know, at the end of the day, we still held him. Hey, I, I've, I've got a beef I got to share with you. Every time I listen to some of the talking heads in the in the news sports media, they're, they're talking about how this is a high-flying offensive year when there's been more points scored this year than any of their points. You would think, Offense is the absolute king, and defense just went somewhere else to die. And I'm telling you right now that defense, I believe, is really going to be the thing uh, that, that really is going to differentiate the winners from the losers this year in the playoffs. I'm just saying, even though everybody's up on offense, I think defense is going to be the key that takes many people to a long playoff push. I think what people don't understand and what they don't realize is when they say stuff like that is, and we'll talk about it later, is when we talk about our playoffs, is that 
they, they they're here and they're they're just everyone likes to live in the moment and that's what they're doing and that's fine we all get caught up in that but this is still a two-sided game where it's offense and defense it's not you know it's it's there's two sides you know sometimes your offense is going to have a shit game and sometimes the defense is going to have a shit game and sometimes they're both going to play out of their minds, and it's just it's it's consistency, and that's why a lot of coaches preach consistency. You can have a bad game, and I think what we're starting to see now is the defenses start turning it up. Yeah, turning it on, and you're starting to see that across the league. Period. Yep. But the Bears have been consistent as all get out on defense, except that Miami game. But you know what? I'm fine with that now. If we're going to lose some games, that's fine. We still lock up the North. I'm absolutely fine with that. Yep, me too. So let's move to the... Uh, do you have anything else on no, defense? No, I mean, I think we've... I mean, like I said, all the people... Just everyone on defense. I mean, bravo. Let's move to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, someone we've been hard on this year, and rightfully so, in my opinion, is, um, is, uh, is Mitchell Trubisky. He was 20 for 28. 235 yards. He averaged 8.4, and he got two TDs. Um, and his QPR was 75, and then his rating was 120.4. I don't really pay much attention to ratings. I just say either him. do I. I, I mean, I just say well, him. Hey, he had a good game. He had, he had a, a he had, had a, a very good game. In fact, he did. He he had a great game. Um, I I want to talk about this stat. Um, Jordan Howard got the ball 19 times. This is something that we should have been probably doing more in the beginning of the year. I'm glad we're doing it now. He only had uh, 60 yards. But, man, I mean, just keep kind of giving him that ball. Cohen had a good game. Everyone had a good game. Um, Trey Boo Boo showed up. Yeah, a little bit. I want to Listen, I'm not trying to be negative, but... Burton just keeps showing up. We talked about consistency just a second ago. He doesn't have any. Yeah. He, he can disappear from a game or he can take a game over. I like to see him start doing more. I mean, I, we have a lot of weapons. And I think a lot of people who aren't Bears fans don't understand how many weapons we have. But, man, I would like to see Trey Burton getting the ball a little more. Or, like, because what we're doing, I like what we're doing with Cohen where Trey Burton or Cohen, whoever's on those linebackers, I'd like to see them getting the ball a little more. Those are uh, those are mismatches. I agree. And and given that Shaheen has come back, they've started to involve him a little bit more. I, I couldn't agree more, though. Trey Burton is a guy who not only did we pay a, a good deal of money for... 35 mil. Yeah, I know. You, you, you can't disappear. When you're, when you're being paid that much money, you need to be showing up time and time again and uh, it's one thing if the quarterback's not targeting you. It's another thing if you're not working to get open and if you're having other difficulties. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that as we move forward. I mean, I think he's a, a vital asset. I think we overpaid. That's a whole different topic. But, he, you know, he showed up. He got a touchdown. Yeah, I'm good with that. You know, I, I think Trubisky threw – I think he threw pretty balls. I'm starting to think that Mitchell's a little wound tight. I think he's too tight, and I think he's starting to overthink things. And I think that's what we saw in the Rams game. I think he needs to stay a little more relaxed. But didn't he look a little bit more relaxed and focused? Sometimes he did. He, that's what I. That's yeah, why I was he, saying. He, I, that, sometimes he comes out there and and he has that deer in the headlight look, and he did not have that look this time around. No, he did not. Not at all. He he. I don't want to say he looked focused either, because I don't get. I think we look too much into facial expressions. I really do. Look at Tom Brady. Look, Tom Brady looked dialed in before the Steelers game. Colin Cowherd tweeted something out about how dang he looks focused and he's ready to roll. Well, I thought the same thing. And then he only threw for one touchdown. They only scored one TD. They lost. So I don't think we can look too. I mean, Cutler had good games with us, and he had no facial expression. I mean, they came up with the whole thing as smoking Jay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I think people look into that, and I would just like to see his gameplay. But what I meant by wound tight for me wasn't facial expressions. 
He just seemed to be overthinking it and not just throwing the ball in the backyard and staying more relaxed. Yeah. He felt like he's like, there it is, bullet pass. You know, I want to put it right here. Oh, shit, too high. You know, in this game, he looked more, you know, like, <laughs> woosa, like yeah. calm, ready, good to go. I, I, I would agree totally. I, I think that um, it was very clear that he was not trying to push it. Last, last game uh, with the Rams, he pushed it. He tried to, to put things into windows. He shouldn't have not even made the throw. And then where other times, it, of course, he completely overthrew his guy. You did not see that happen in the Packers game. You, you saw him making good reads, good throws, checking off of some things that, that uh, mm-hmm, um, yeah. I, thought, I thought he did a great job. A couple of times you could see at the line, we had the RPO option. He checked out of it, made some good calls. Kudos. I think uh, I, I like that he doesn't get afraid. Uh, I like that I, the only thing, I mean, there's stuff he has to work on, and yeah, he's still young. I am going to say I'm slightly starting to turn, but I still don't think he's a quarterback. But I do think he's good enough to maybe win a Super Bowl. And But that defense has got to be there. Right now, we've been very fortunate with injuries. We haven't sustained a lot. Um, I, th- you know, with this offense we have weapons. I mean, we have what look around, man. We can run it down your throat with Howard. We can do wheel routes and every and with mm-hmm. Cohen. Yeah, Cohen's a game changer too. I like when we bu- have both of them in the backfield. It throws people off. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I mean, we've got a we got a ton of weapons. Some I think are, are getting a little underutilized. Um. Uh, quite honestly, um, not a lot of people are bringing this up, but um, I don't know where Kevin White's at. I always thought he had blazing fast speed. Uh, seems to me they've put him on the bench, and he's just going to be sitting there uh, the rest of the year. Yeah, we've talked about this before. They, they're they obviously keen on Bellamy now. That, to me, in my head, means that Kevin White must be atrocious in practice. Because something something's up. Something's going on. Yeah, you don't have a guy with that kind of speed just sitting on the bench when you're um, playing like that. By the way, speaking of it's height too. Yeah, it it could be. He has physically, he is the the perfect package. By the way, speaking of Bellamy, was that not a Bellamy catch? He had a fantastic catch. Yeah, but how many times as Bears fans have we seen this? Oh well. Yeah. Catch the hard ones, miss the wide open easy ones. Yeah. Well, he the wasn't story standing. of Joshua Bellamy. Yeah. Well, he wasn't standing in the end zone all alone, or it would have been a drop. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> oh you, God, you know. don't bring that one up. But no, I I agree with you completely. Um, Anthony Miller, I I, he, I like now I like this. He didn't get a catch the whole game, right? Winning helps definitely for mm-hmm. attitude and attitude adjustment. He he was on kick returns, a little weird, but mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. His attitude, though, man, he was fired up. He was, I mean, Allen Robinson was, when people were getting first downs in that game, you would look over and I would see Anthony Miller pumping his fist. That's what you want to see. You know how hard it is to find unselfish wide receivers? They're all kind of been labeled with the diva thing. And, I, you know, it's for a reason. So... You know, Anthony Miller, I thought, had a good game, even though he didn't get a catch. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we've talked about defense. We've talked about offense. You know, I'd like to spend a little bit of time just talking about our special teams. They they yeah. don't get they don't get much uh, you know attention, what have you. But you know, they they've been playing decent. Pat O'Donnell's been kicking good. He's yeah. been punting good. I know people might sit here and go, "Well, it's just a punter." Well, punters matter. Trust me. I mean, if you remember O'Donnell's rookie year, we, we all we hear is this kid with the big leg from Miami that could be a game changer. We drafted in the sixth round, and he did not have a good rookie year. And now, I mean, he had that chip shot like a golfer. Yeah. And he, we downed it at the two yard line. That that that's a that's a game changer. Yeah. We I mean we've been doing a very decent job covering kickoffs, covering punts. We've had a few. Um, big plays on us, but that's the NFL. That's going to happen. Yeah, but, but for we, the, we haven't had any returns so far. That's right. But for the but for the most part, we have done a fantastic job. I think the only thing, the only weakness in our special teams is quite honestly um, our kicker. Uh, I, I'm uh. I'm a little I'm a little concerned. 
I'll be I'll be fair with with him. I'm not saying he's the worst kicker ever, but how many of us, if we get into a playoff game and it's up to him to kick the ball, is he going to park it? <laughs> I see what you did there. And yes, I think he will. It's scary, man. It's yeah. uh I like what Nagy's doing. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with the special teams? No, I, I think that's it. I just wanted to give them some credit. I, yeah, I think no. that, I think they they they've been doing a great job, and sometimes they're overlooked. Speaking of overlooked, real quick, I want to go back. That offensive line did a hell of a job. Oh, they did. Yeah, I mean, I, Trubisky yeah. didn't even get sacked. I think he got sacked once, but that was because he was running around. And by the way, I believe both on offense and defense, we're one of the least penalized teams in the NFL, if I recall. I'm pretty sure we're, we're like yeah we have the, the least holding call yeah you know, yeah no. and and I tell you that yeah that Trubisky only kills got sacked team. once I mean that's incredible guys. right right I mean I, and it was Clay Matthews so eh, whatever Clay Matthews by the way Stick I'd to like your to, head and shoulders yeah by by the way I would like to say to some of the referees that were um, roughing the game the other day um, you know when you're holding the Bears. Um, you might want to call it every now and then. No, um, when, when Khalil Mack ha- is running square to the cornerback and then the uh, tackle, our guard, is literally like square on him sideways, I, I've never seen people block with one arm before, but like literally there were times where the uh, whoever was guarding Khalil and it happened to Hicks. Yes. They do this thing where... Like picture the picture Akeem Hicks square to the quarterback. The offensive guard would have his gut like inside Hakeem's hip on his inside hip, but yet somehow he would have his hand all the way around to Hakeem's right shoulder, grasping in a hooking motion, and they were like, No, that's not a hold. Yeah. The we, hell is that? We were um, we were yelling quite loudly at our TV set um, when that was going on, hoping that some referee would eventually get a clue that that just might be a hold. <laughs> what happened is the NFL said, "Listen, Aaron Rodgers, really good. We need him for a couple more years. You need to let some holds go. We don't want him to die again. The show must go on." You know, honestly, we probably would have lost that game if we would have hurt Aaron Rodgers because he probably would have. He could have probably even suffered a severed leg, and then he would have been carted off and came back in with a prosthetic leg and probably would have tried to come back. The bionic man. You know, yeah. I, I give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit, but I also want to give him some crap because I just remembered this since we were on the holding calls. What the hell was up with after the Hail Mary? Oh, my groin tightened up. It's always something with him, huh? He wouldn't, if he hit that Hail Mary, he wouldn't have said shit. Yeah. He would not have said anything because he's arrogant. Yeah. And yeah. smug. Yeah. I don't like him. NFC North champs, baby. But he is damn good. Damn him. But anyhow, not damn him this year. I just, I really feel like the Packers that you've, you've seen what you've done without Mike McCarthy, maybe you've made a mistake, reach out to him, bring him back. We'd love to have him back. Yeah. We'd love to have yeah. him in the division. Yeah, we would. Lions, maybe you can go get Matt McCarthy. I'm... Mike McCarthy, and get rid of uh, uh, Matt Patricia, or Pat? Is it Matt or Pat? I don't know. Who I, cares? I think it's Pat. But here's the, here's the thing. Well, uh, do you think? Do you think? Hold on. Before yeah. we go on to this, do you think that um, Belichick's coattails reach all the way to Detroit? Ooh, because I because I think that's I th- a very good question. I think Patricia's still riding him. Yeah. But maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I think mean, have you heard his press conferences? Nothing surprises me in football. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. uh, the Bears brought out their broom and we put you in the dustpan with a sweep. So what what Tyler and I are basically saying is that uh, it Packers executives, if you're listening, we've got some great ideas for some new coaches. And uh, please consult with us because we'll... We'll set you straight in terms of who you need to get. M- McCarthy would be a great offensive coordinator, and then Jim Bob Cooter could go to Green Bay. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Just, just flip-flop yeah, him? Yeah, uh, that would be a great choice. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd like that. I would, too. Go Jim Bob. I would be really pissed off, though, if the Packers went and got Andy Reid. Like, don't like, don't not, even not say Andy, it. Not, not Andy Reid from Andy Reid's 
reads tree like we did. Talk about that later. That'll be more at the end of the year. Um, let's talk about Nagy though. Um, coaching. Uh, any any thoughts well, on that game? Yeah, you know, overall, I think Nagy has done just a, a fantastic job. He is he's been one of the few coaches in Bear history that's in his first year has has literally, as we talked about a, a little bit before, has is really um, brought us to a, the NFC title, uh, NFC North title. Excuse me. But here's the thing with Nagy. I think you and I were both talking about this a little bit before the show is uh, we think he's gotten a little conservative, not quite aggressive yeah. enough. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're at the time of year that, hey, it's it's not out of the question that we could move to the number two seed if things fall right in terms of Rams losing and us winning. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're talking about the coaching now. We're you're talking about the coaching. The well, the coaching has an impact on on – on that number two seed, but where we're where we're coming from? <laughs> no, but we're talking we're, about we're, the, we're, we're, we're com- talking about the coaching in this game, and somehow you have just twisted it around to well, the coaching affects what happens with the second. I, I know that, but we won this game, and we're not. This isn't like a hypothetical. This happened. Yep. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about why you don't think that why you think excuse me that he's getting conservative well i i tell you it, there was there was a call in the game that i really thought that we should have gone for it on on um, now, fourth down now memory serves me right what you're talking about <laughs> is when cohen he messed up yeah cohen caught the ball in the flats he needed to turn it up he actually ran out of bound and was short by a yard it was fourth and one and we elected to go for a field goal instead yeah I did not like that call at all. Here's what Bears fans know who've, who've watched this Packer-Bears game for years and years. That and, perhaps Maggie doesn't know. And I can contest that what he's about to say is he said it during the game, and we all we watched it with Bears fans, and we all shook our head and said, yep. We, we've, we've seen this show before, and that is if you get conservative and you start kicking field goals against a guy like Aaron Rodgers— you will find yourself on the losing end because you cannot trade field goals for his touchdowns. And that was the thing that really, really um, upset some of us watching the game because at that point in time, listen, let's say we don't make it. So you didn't put up three points, but now you've pinned them back with a great defense, right? Yeah, and I think, listen, there was a couple points in the game where I thought Nagy should have actually went for it more. Um, that was one of them, man. I'm, I am, I can't, I can't really add much on to what you said because I agree completely. We sat there at that time and just like looked at each other like, uh oh, yeah, like that's exactly what happened. It was just like, uh oh, because at that but- time we took a ten point lead and it was. 14 to 24. And then I mean listen. Listen, we got lucky. They drove yeah. down the field and they only got a field goal. But I want to talk real quick. Wait, you go ahead. Sorry. Well, well I'm going I'm going to go a whole different way. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just I just want to say there are a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL that you don't want to do that strategy with. And I can name them right now. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Any of those guys, you don't want to get that conservative. As soon as you get that conservative playing against any of those teams, you will find yourself way, way behind. And now, all of a sudden, instead of needing that touchdown, now you need two or three touchdowns and you're playing catch-up. Mm-hmm. And that is not a, not the way to, to have winning football. That's, that's all I'm saying. No, and I agree completely. I mean, we've seen it time. Remember that – now, this, this dates me a little bit here – but remember when Brady was at Lucas Oil playing against Peyton Manning and they were at their own like 35 or maybe even 25, I forget. But it was fourth and three and they went for it and they didn't get it. And Bill said, I didn't want Manning to have the ball back. Now, that's what we need. That's that's the yeah. mentality we need. Because listen, people, if we make a playoff push, there's a man called Drew Brees. It's probably most likely. Now, we're recording this before the Monday night game against Carolina. He might have the number one seed. We might have to travel to New Orleans. Yeah. Now, it would probably be for the NFC Championship. If we get to the three seed, we would talk about all that later. Listen, another thing. 
I feel like the NFL is getting passed by in this regard. Why are we fake punting? If we're <laughs> going to go for it, let's line up our best players. We have so many skilled athletes, and we don't when we're in the pump formation. We just don't. It doesn't work well, anymore. Well, uh, there, there's. I want to add something to that, too, because you bring up a very good point. But the other part of it is why did we have half of our offensive players on the line and half of our defensive players on an offensive line? You do know that's how we lined up in that formation. That's exactly what I'm saying. It, we don't have it, skilled players yeah, there. Yeah, it, it's like, hold, hold on. That's... That's there's there comes a point where you can outfox yourself, and that's one of them. Sometimes but it, but we get a little too tricky. We get a little too we didn't too razzle dazzle. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there because I think that's a problem. I'm gonna disagree with you. I don't think we did get too razzle dazzly. We got way too conservative, conservative. -y. I don't even know if that's a thing. Conservative. -y? That's what we got. Okay, that's exactly what we got. What play did we run? Go ahead. Tell this audience, well, what play did we run? Yeah, well, we, we faked a punt. Yeah, I mean, but how did yeah. we fake the punt? What did we do? We give it to the we yeah. just give it to the guy behind the center. Yeah, it, it it's was the oldest play. Like that is the worst play. It was like Nagy sat there, he thought about the play, and then all of a sudden he 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 called his spirit guides, and his spirit guide came down and it was John Fox, and he said <laughs> I would fake punt that, the hell. He goes, that, I would fake punt the hell I, out of I, this. I beg to disagree. That's not a spirit guide. That's an apparition. <laughs> yeah. That is a, that well, is a I was gonna scary say, apparition. I was going to say spirit guide instead of apparition because apparition would mean John Fox is dead and he's very much still alive and with us, thankfully. Oh, but <laughs> I beg to differ. He's been dead for a long time in my heart. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was cold. I liked it. Anyhow. So, basically, we do, like, you gotta, just come on, man. You're telling me Jordan Howard can't get that? You're telling me a nice fake and a bootleg with a quarterback we have with wheels, and you have Trey Burton kind of streaking out, that always gets a linebacker? Hell, you can have Cohen streaking out. Hey, I would have even been fine with putting big old Akeem Hicks back there and faking a run and then passing it. I don't care, man. Anything, anything, but, what, but, what anything but how we lined up. That was horrible. It was. Uh, and they got a touchdown off that. Yeah. So, I mean, with coaching, I'm a little getting a little concerned because I see Doug Peterson last night, and he just went for it, man. And and a couple, I think twice they didn't get it. But the other three times they did get it, and they end up winning the game. And Doug Peterson has basically showed you the blueprint of how you beat a great quarterback. And the only reason I bring – I know I'm talking about the Eagles, but the only reason I'm talking about the Eagles is because – Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy know each other. They were in the same coaching staff. And what I'm trying to say is hopefully that rubs off on Matt Nagy because when you get a quarterback of Tom Brady's caliber, which we have one in, in the NFC, and it's called Drew Brees. Okay, now a lot of people say, oh, the Rams are high-flying, blah, blah, blah. No, Jared Goff's not even close. We proved that. I don't think we would have ever pick Drew Brees off four times this year. So bottom line is you and I both want them to be more aggressive on, on fourth down. Yeah, but I'm saying you would think some of that would run rub off because Doug Peterson showed what it took to to win a Super Bowl. You had the Philly special. It's iconic now. You know, and we run some of that stuff and we've run it in the season. Well, we haven't run it off when when the, I feel like when the offense is really good, like against the Patriots, I feel like we should have got more aggressive, more ballsier, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, I, I I agree totally, and and it'll be interesting to see. Um, sometimes as we move into playoffs, some coaches remain themselves, and I I hope Nagy remains himself. You know, doesn't get doesn't get too tricky in the playoffs. Um, because I think most of what Nagy's done, he, he's been an outstanding coach this year. And and 95% of the decisions he's made and the things he's done, I mean, I can't, I, I can't be happier as a, as a Bears fan. There, there's just a small percentage of time that he, that I, I just wish he would get on that fourth down much more aggressive and uh, go for it. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, so... Let's move on now. Uh, we play the 49ers next. Usually what we do at this point in the podcast is break down the 49ers. I don't necessarily really want to do that because, it's honestly, it's no I, I think the 49ers are broken down plenty right now. Yeah, completely. 
Um, and I'm not trying to disrespect the 49ers, but in this aspect, I am. Just get out of our way, because we're we're gonna maul you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if we don't, we. I mean, if we don't, I mean, that might be a little alarming, but like. It's going to be hard for the Bears to stay focused right now because they know they what they got locked up now. But I, I, I disagree. I disagree with that. I think Nagy's going to be talking with them and say, last week we we're all about closing. Hey, we still have some space here to close with the Rams. And we're we still have some opportunity to close some things. And, and I think he's going to have that team hungry. He's not going to be talking to them about, you know, we're going to be coasting through these next two games. I think he's going to be talking to them about finishing hard, finishing strong, um, getting the most out of what we can get in, in terms of getting seated. Okay, so, but there's a, okay, <clears throat> that's all fine and dandy. But you know damn well those players are looking at who that L.A. plays next. And they play Arizona and they finish up with the 49ers. Hey, you know what? It's it's football. So LA, I can only I can we can only control. If I'm a coach, I say to the team, you know what? We can only control our own fate. No, and that's fine. But the players are still looking at that schedule, and they still have that in the back of their heads. That's a hard hurdle to overcome, especially in your first year to have that mentality. Like that's like that's look how long it took Belichick to get the Patriot the so-called Patriot way in people. That's going to be hard for a first-year coach to get ingrained in people's heads. I I I agree totally with that, Ty. And I think Nagy's going to be one of the guys that is going to keep this this team particularly grounded. That that's my belief. Okay, now we're going to go into mm-hmm. some other scenarios. Here. Yeah. Okay. Now Seahawks lost. Okay. I don't know how that the Seahawks lost. And and he, people are probably thinking, well, how does that affect us? Well, it does. Because, listen, Seahawks could have locked it up. They don't. They fall to 8-6. and six. Vikings win. Now they're up, but they're still a game behind because the Seahawks own the tiebreaker over the Vikings. What happens? Now, what, what happens to that game if we get to Minnesota and let's say we're already locked in? Right, let, let let let's say for you know our seeds, our seed, you know, yeah. But and and, and, and let's say the, the the Vikings clinch too. What do you do? Yeah. Well, listen. This is this is this reminds me of deja vu. We've seen this cow before, right? We've absolutely seen this thing before, where we allow a team in the final game of the season to. We kind of coast through. We they they beat us, and they end up biting us in the playoffs. And that's the possibility here of not finishing out the year, both with the 49ers and with the Vikings. Okay, but I mean, look here. Here's what's going on right now for people. D- Dallas is probably going to lock up their division. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know the way they played yeah. against the Colts. We'll and, see. And, and Philly seven and seven. They're only a game back behind them. Um, Dallas finishes with the Bucks, and then they play the Giants. So you know they should win. That 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 should be what happens there. Um, th- the reason we're talking about all of this is because this greatly affects the Bears in a lot of ways here. Now, if we keep winning and. That's fine, but here's my... I'm going to answer my own question earlier. If we can knock the Vikings out by playing the Vikings and beating them, we do it. Oh, absolutely. And we better do it, and we better not take it easy. If, for some reason, we play the Vikings and the Vikings have already somehow been eliminated... But, you know, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm going to be honest. I think the Vikings are going to be in it, man. And I think it's going to come down to us... (laughs) Now, they play the Lions next at the line at Detroit. That's a big game, man. They if if the Lions can upset them, I mean, some other teams can leapfrog like Philly. Philly might be able to. They play the, the Philly has a hard game though in the Texans. I'd like to see the Texans win that one. I mean, there there's so, listen. What I'm trying to say is I don't have all the scenarios because it'll bore you. But what I'm trying to say is hopefully, hopefully they can get knocked out. Minnesota can get knocked out. I mean, Washington could sneak in there and beat Minnesota. 
I mean, there's a lot of teams right on the edge. I would like to be the team that knocks them them off, but like, I don't know, man. I don't. I'm so confused. There's so many different scenarios going on right now. Yeah, there, there's there's a ton of those, and 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 I think at this point in the season, we just have to put our heads down. We have to play the best ball we can to finish out the season. Now, I I personally think that that it would have to be close to a miracle for the kitty cats to to beat the skull people. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know. The Vikings have been playing hot and cold all year. I don't know. They really have, man. Yeah, yeah, they have. Like, um, what was? Do you know the score when they first met? You know, I don't remember what that was. On okay, the, on the they, first they, meeting. It was pretty close. It was. They played at Minnesota Lions nine Vikings twenty four. Wow. So you know, it's a division game. So they're always close. They're always close. You know. You know. You you can't predict them. I I think who do uh, they they play Detroit and then we go up to the Vikings. Right. We're playing yes. up at, at their stadium yep. and that's In how we end the year. Correct. Yep. We have two road games to finish the year. Right. Right. We're going to California and then we're flying. You know. To Minnesota, which isn't far. Yeah. So yeah. That's a short jaunt. California is a little farther. So, I mean, listen, I think as a Bear, uh, the Bears are just going to go out there and try to win. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to win both games, especially. I mean, listen, right now, since the Eagles won, you, you oh, excuse me. Wow, that just kind of snuck out there. <laughs> since uh, the Eagles won, who knows? I, I it throws a curveball because it would be nice if the because we hold that tiebreaker. Yeah. If we could sneak up and we could get a bye oh, and become the second seed, that would be enormous. That would be heaven. Now let me look. I'm looking right now. I'm gonna look at the schedule to see who's playing who and what time because that's gonna pan out. That is gonna pan out. So we play at 4:05 next week. So we're going to be the late game, obviously, because we're on the other side of the road. Now, the Rams will be playing also, well, because they're both, they're going to be playing the late game too. So we're both going to be playing that game, right? Now, we will be playing at 1 o'clock, though, against the Vikings, and then the Rams, they will be playing at 425. So as I'm looking at it now... Listen, here's the thing, man. We're going to play the Viking. I, I, I did not look at the schedule. To, as you can tell, this podcast, we kind of just free flow. <laughs> looking at that, though, Dad, now that I'm looking at it, we're going to play both games hard. That's yeah. all we're going to do. We're going to have starters out on both yeah. games because we cannot risk. And, oh, man, that how bad. Man, I'm just thinking, how great was it that the Eagles won? That has to piss off Minnesota. Oh. Because Minnesota fans are probably thinking, okay, the Bears already locked it up, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing else to play for. There is now because we play at 1 o'clock, which means if we beat the Vikings, we can really put the pressure to where the Rams go, oh, shit, if we lose this game, we lose our home field advantage and we play next week in the wild card. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, and and listen, I, I want – people coming to Chicago. I mean, we're going to have a home game anyway, right? Yeah. It's so, but, yeah, but home but games I, locked. But other than other than going to New Orleans, I want things flowing through Chicago as much as possible. Yeah, and I, you know, man, I feel a lot safer playing in LA again than playing the the Saints. Oh, yeah. Saints I, are a beast at home. Yeah, I I would take I would take a game with the Rams anytime over a game with the Saints. I I just happen to think the Saints are a very dangerous team. If there's any team that matches up well against us, it, it really is them. And uh, But that's for another time, another date. I think you walk hopefully, through those scenarios. in the future. Yeah, yeah, I think you walk through those scenarios very well. Well, they're out there, and now that we looked and basically we summed it up as Bears fans and the Bears players, they just got to go win the next two and finish hey, it out strong. It, we got to keep the the pedal to the metal, and we got to move. And hopefully knock out the Vikings. I do not want to see them three times. I do not either. I mean, even though we'd be at home, I do not want to see them three times. Um, One thing before we go, we can end on this note because this is a fantastic note to end on. Matt Nagy has 
one thing he has done that I love. He last week he gave the fans a game ball. That game ball was on showcase. If you went to Soldier Field, you could get a picture in front of that game ball because he gave it to the city of Chicago and the fans nationwide. That is awesome. We did not talk about this. The 12th man. Oh. You know, I know that the Seahawks say they got the 12th man, but not this year, baby. The Bears have the 12th man. Soldier Field was rocking. We kind of lost some of that mojo. We've I've been to mm-hmm. a game there. I've been to a couple games, and it's it's loud, but it, I hearing it through the TV, you could not could you not feel the electricity? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Chicago is is really on fire right now, and you could you could hear the fans. They were quiet on offense and loud on defense, and it really was um, a, a great testament to the Bear fans and. And kudos to Nagy for uh, giving giving all of Chicago fan fans the ball. That's I, awesome. I love that he is making it that the, the fans to be a part of it. I think that's what you have to do as a head coach. Make the diehard fans are always going to be there. There, you know, it doesn't matter what the coach says. But there's some fans out there that need that support. You know. And he brings that support. He makes you feel one. He makes you feel closer. I love how the players are taking Snapchat and saying, what do the fans think? And they're slapping fives and running down. People stayed for that game. Some left, but the majority of the people stayed, and they trickled down to be a part of it. And that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Also, too, you can't underestimate the fact that when teams build good energy— and when they get into rough situations, they can tap into that good energy um, and, and, and come out and do very, very well. And I think it's important because that, that builds a sense of cohesion with the team. And, and Nagy has done a fantastic job of unifying this team. Listen, I don't know who's coming to Chicago in three weeks or hopefully four weeks if we can get somehow magically get this by. I don't know who's coming to Chicago, but guess what? Get ready to be loud and cold. Yeah. Because we're coming, and we're ready to bear down. Bear down. All right, folks. We'll talk to you next week. I just want to let you know, though, real quick, um, what we're going to do with this podcast is since we are in the playoffs, we go as far as the Bears go. Every time the Bears have a game, we have a game. We will be on. We will break it down. We will break down the next opponent on top of that. And then at the end of the year, what we're going to do is we're going to have a breakdown. We're going to go through things that we would like to see change. And I don't know, maybe give out what we think uh, some of the awards should be on offense and defense and stuff like that. Just our own personal awards and what we think, because we've been watching every game and I think we've covered it pretty much as well as any other bear fan out there. So absolutely. If you guys have any suggestions, anything tweet at us, we are at the bears review. Please remember to rate and review. We don't ask a lot because I know that it is annoying and a pain in the ass, even though it's so simple, it can be just a pain in the ass. Grab someone else's phone, write us a review. I don't care if you get their permission or not. With that being said, that is all for this week. We'll see you next week. So bear down. Bear down. Bear down.